I've been an economic warfare student since 2008. I'm concerned about a phase three attack on the American dollar, which is happening now, by the way. We've done a lot of contingency planning. I've written several books on the subject. I've also been a student of the Constitution dating back probably 50 years, required reading in the Freeman household, The Making of America by W. Cleon Skousen. And I've been in the investment world for 40 years, trained by the great Sir John Templeton in global investing, where I studied currencies and global economics. In that context, I wrote a book called Game Plan, How to Protect Yourself from the Coming Cyber Economic Attack. This was written 10 years ago in the summer of 2013. We published it in January of 2014, but it's still valid today. It talks about inflation, it talks about hacking, currency wars, it talks about Russia and China as our adversaries. It talks about where we're headed and what we must do. And it included eight steps to restore American greatness that we found in chapter 12. It talked about the MAGA playbook even before Donald Trump was on the scene. Things like reduce regulations, get money moving without money printing, achieve energy independence, create a workable tax code, teach what America is about and return to our spiritual roots. America was on that track. But the Biden team is doing exactly the opposite. They're increasing regulations. They're massively printing money. They've destroyed energy independence. They've screwed up the tax code. They're teaching people to hate America, and they're promoting Satanism while attacking Christianity. Game Plan was written for families, but also the nation. For the nation, I tried to look ahead at least 10 years to where we might be. At that time, we had $16 trillion in debt. Today, it's doubled. It's over $32 trillion. Our net interest cost in 2013 was about $200 billion. That's a lot of money to pay in interest. But at present interest rates and the current debt level, interest only will top $1.6 trillion very soon. That's simple math, $32 trillion times 5%. And more than half of all our tax receipts will be paying interest only. They call that bankruptcy time. So what do we do? We're in the economic war room, not the sit idly by and take it in the pants room. We hatched a project more than a decade ago and it's still, we're working it right now today. It's closer than ever before and you can help make this dream come true. Join me in the economic war room for an update on our transactional goal project and how it could protect your family. I spent the summer of 2013 writing the book game plan, how to protect yourself from the coming cyber economic attack. It literally is a game plan. It helps you weaponize money to protect your family. It tells you what America should do. And it had one world-changing idea. Actually, it had several, but one of them is found on page 223. What it says is another initiative at the state level that merits attention is the Texas Bullion Depository. Proposed by Representative Giovanni Cabriglione, with support from Governor Rick Perry and the approval of Jim Rickards, the author of Currency Wars. If the measure had passed, the state would have sold a billion dollars worth of physical gold that it held in New York and bought an equivalent amount to be stored in Texas. The depository would be open to anyone seeking physical protection for his gold, making Texas an economic leader in the event of dollar catastrophe. There were even discussions about providing depositors with the equivalent of an ATM card enabling them to exchange gold for goods with electronic record keeping down to small fractions of an ounce. 
With a Texas Gold Card, you could buy a pack of gum or a cup of coffee with gold and never have to hold paper currency. Gold would be added to the seller's account or converted into dollars for exchange. As long as the dollar held up, there would be no need to move to such a system. But in the case of a dollar failure, wouldn't it be good to have a contingency plan ready to go? End quote. All right, we took some steps. We wrote it in the book, took some steps. First, we supported Giovanni. He's now a leader in the Texas House, and he got the bullion depository passed in 2015 with our support. And the depository opened in 2018, but it's yet to reach its true potential. In the recent 88th session of the Texas legislature, we made a major push to fulfill the dream. We wanted to add existing technology and the proof of concept from GlintPay, which I've told you about, and others in Switzerland. Unfortunately, gold is not legal tender if it's in GlintPay. Article 1, Section 10 of the Constitution says no state shall make anything but gold and silver coins as tender. Now, they're using gold and silver, but the state isn't making them tender. If we were to add that technology to our existing bullion depository, the implications are huge. It would give you an optional, personal gold and silver standard, private, convenient, tax advantages with economic justice. You could opt out of CBDC, central bank digital currencies, and you could avoid a dollar under attack. Now, we have an amazing team working on it. They're true patriots. We traveled to Austin multiple times. We met with legislators. We ran an Align Act campaign with the help of you, this audience. You all helped us in appearances on Flashpoint, uh, WVW-TV, Epic Times, Lance Wall now. 2.8 million emails or phone calls were sent in to the legislature and to the governor, the lieutenant governor, the speaker of the house. It really did have an impact. Sadly, we ran out of time in this legislative session. People were amazed that we got as far as we did. In the House, we had a freshman, Mark DeRazio, who introduced the bill, but he attracted bipartisan support with five joint authors and 39 co-authors, including both Democrats and Republicans. And the bill made it out of the most overworked and challenging committee, State Affairs, and it even made it through the Calendars Committee, which is a feat in itself. It missed being voted on by just a few hours, and it would have passed had it not been among 8,000 bills filed, plus the turmoil of an unrelated impeachment of our Attorney General and other controversial legislation. On the Senate side, we had a great hearing, but it was so late in session it didn't get a vote in committee. The Senate bill was authored by Brian Hughes. He's loved there in the Senate. He's chairman of a key, key committee. And he, he was told that it would have passed if it had made it out of the House and came over to the Senate. This is amazing. No one thought we even had a chance. No one had even heard this idea three months ago. We walked the halls of Austin with bags of gold and silver, really chocolate coins, and we handed them out. We had mock-ups of personalized debit cards. We learned a lot, but we now need to adapt the language of the bill. But the concept is solid. Bottom line, we had an amazing response. People love the idea. It's needed now more than ever. There's huge publicity coming, and we're still getting calls on this. Even Michael Meharry of the 10th Amendment Center in episode 239 endorsed it. Now, we're going to need to take a break, but when we come back, we're going to discuss why we can't give up on this project and what we need to do now. It's needed now more than ever. So let's take a break, and we'll come back with our action plan. Imagine using gold and silver as a currency, but with the convenience of a debit card. Full privacy protections, no worries about inflation, and no worries about capital gains taxation if your gold or silver appreciate in value. 
and all of it backed by the U.S. Constitution and Supreme Court rulings. This is a dream monetary system, and it is within our grasp. We came so, so close in May in the last Texas legislative session. We were within hours of being able to pass the Texas House with enough support in the Senate and the belief that the governor would sign it. It can't come soon enough. The walls feel like they're closing in on U.S. paper dollars, and there are seven reasons why we need to do this idea right now, transactional gold and silver. I'm going to run through the seven. Bank runs, cancel culture, inflation, central bank digital currencies, IRS snooping on your bank account, the death of cash, and foreign threats to the dollar. Let's walk through each of them. First, bank runs. People are still worried after Silicon Valley Bank. Is there another shoe to drop? We covered this in episode 234. We hope the banking system is sound and prospers, but a lot of people want something that they believe is more solid. How about gold and silver? Number two. The second threat is cancel culture. I recently interviewed a lady named Dr. Ruth Kennedy from North Carolina. She made a deposit with a national bank, but was then told she couldn't have access to her own money. Maybe she was canceled like Nick Vujicic. We covered that in episode 213. I think that there is a big movement across the country for bankers to look and say, I don't know if you're doing the right stuff with your money. And Dr. Ruth Kennedy's example, that's a warning sign for all of us. Number three, there's the threat of inflation. In 1971, Richard Nixon said he left the gold standard temporarily. 1971, from that to now, we've lost 87% of our purchasing power with the American dollar. 87% of our purchasing power has disappeared. Inflation's resurfaced recently, as we warned in episode 124 and 125, just after President Biden took office. What cost a dollar when Trump left office now costs about $1.20. What cost 10 cents in 1971 now costs almost $2. That's the loss of purchasing power. In fact, the buying power over time, you can see it in this chart, from 1971 to 2023, a dollar is worth about 13 cents. That's crazy. Now, number four, the threat of central bank digital currencies, also known as CBDC. We call it programmable money. You know the story. President Biden, in an executive order, number 14067, it's 37 pages long, and it's dated March 9th of 2022. It basically outlines how the United States is going to move from these dirty green pieces of paper, money that you can have in your wallet, to a digital wallet where it's all electronic, and it's going to be so convenient. In fact, FedNow, the rails on which this will operate, it launches this month, and 114 countries are developing this technology. Here's the scary part, though. In his executive order, he's not focused on making money convenient. He's focused on human rights, financial inclusion, equity, energy demand, climate change. In other words, he's focused on controlling people for his leftist progressive agenda. This is incompatible with liberty, according to many experts. They want to control everything in your life. They want to know who, what, when, where, why, and how you're spending your money. And they want a line item veto. If they don't like what you're doing, they want to have a parental control so they can just stop you from spending money. This is what Dr. Kennedy found out. They didn't like what she was doing, and so they may have frozen her account. And it's coming soon for everyone. And there will be no alternative 
unless we create state-based money. And that's what we're talking about. Now, number five, the IRS snooping on your bank accounts. Did you know the Supreme Court just ruled nine to zero that they will allow the IRS to look at your bank account even if you're not under investigation? And that is if you happen to have a relationship with someone who is. Let me read from the Epoch Times. The Supreme Court ruled unanimously in a delinquent taxpayer case that it's lawful for the IRS to secretly obtain the bank records of third parties when collecting on taxes owed. In other words, the nation's highest court recognized that the IRS isn't required to notify third parties who aren't under investigation when seeking a summons for banking accounts thought to be relevant to the tax delinquency of another person. That's guilt by association. They said one lawyer who briefed the Supreme Court said the new ruling gives the IRS startling, broad authority to pry into the financial records of people who may be only remotely connected to a delinquent taxpayer, end quote. That's really frightening. What if you've done business with someone or even sent them a text message? Does that give the IRS to look at what you're doing? Even scarier, it was the Supreme Court ruling nine to zero. Don't be so sure that this Supreme Court will stop central bank digital currencies or any other privacy invasions. Remember, the IRS was just authorized to hire 87,000 new agents, and they're going to be looking through your bank records. And they wouldn't even tell you if they were snooping your accounts based on this ruling. That's why we need an opt-out for our money. How about state-based money where they have to get a court order to look at your account? States can and should defend the privacy of their citizens. Number six, the death of cash. You know there's a war on cash. Few stores are taking it. In fact, the opposite of ATMs, they call them reverse ATMs, are popping up. Here's an article in Washington Examiner. It says, it's not easy being green. Reverse ATMs are on the rise amid declining cash use. Basically, they're asking you to take your cash and turn it into debit cards. But then it's under the watchful eye of government. Remember, Bank of America spied on their own customers for the feds on January 6th when they had the uh, speech from the president and the incursion into the Capitol. Here's from the Daily Mail in the United Kingdom. Bank of America gave the government the information of 211 people who they felt fit the criteria of suspicious involvement in the January 6th riot. The bank had been asked to turn over the records of anyone who used a debit card or credit card on January 5th and 6th in Washington, D.C. Cash is one of the few ways you can avoid snooping. That's why the feds want to eliminate it. This isn't a conspiracy theory. In fact, it's a fact, as explained in an article produced by Investopedia. It's titled, Why Governments Seek to Eliminate Cash. They say, why eliminate cash? Because it can play a role in criminal activities like money laundering, allow for tax invasion. Bottom line, they can't monitor people who are using ta cash. Number seven is foreign threats to the dollar. We know China and the BRICS nations are plotting to remove the dollar as the world's reserve currency. That's a problem. If we don't have other nations willing to hold our debt, we'll be forced to third world status and our enemies know it. Will it happen? Not soon, but eventually if we stay on this path. And China's developing a gold wallet where they can suck up all the gold and bankrupt us at the same time. We need to take a break. When we come back, we'll dive deeper into this threat. We've just covered seven specific, timely reasons why we have to have an alternative 
to just the U.S. dollar. They want to take the cash away. They want to push you into central bank digital currencies. The Chinese want to bankrupt America. They say it very publicly around the world. In fact, they're going nation by nation saying, stop trading in U.S. dollars and start trading in our currency. And then they created this gold wallet. You know what it is? The gold wallet is like what we're proposing in Texas, where you put money there, they hold it in the form of gold, and then you can spend it. But what happens when China turns it off and doesn't give you access to your gold? They're sucking up gold from all around the world, and they're not the only ones. So what's the best way to protect your finances? Well, if the Chinese want gold, if central banks around the world are buying gold, maybe that's a sign that you should do the same for your family. When you put these seven reasons together, it becomes obvious that we need transactional gold and silver as soon as possible. No wonder how to buy gold, how to buy gold became a top Google search term this year, according to the Wall Street Journal. In fact, it's here uh, that the title is How to Buy Gold Hits a Google Record as Crypto Investors Chase the World's Oldest Asset. Now, we tried to get a plan passed in Texas. It did not pass in the 80th legislature, despite all of our good efforts, despite as much support as we got both nationally and by Democrats and Republicans alike. It just got caught and lost in the shuffle. But we've developed a plan B, and it has three parts, and we need your help with each one of them. Part one, that session is over, but guess what? Governor Greg Abbott of Texas has said he's going to call multiple special sessions, and we'd like him to add our bill to his next special session call. We know he was disappointed in the last session because it didn't address three or four of his main priorities. One of them I know is border security. He's already brought that up. Second one is property taxes. The third one is school choice. We want to add transactional gold and silver protection from all those seven monetary threats we just listed. So we need Governor Abbott to add this to the special session. We've reached out to the people that work around him. We hope that our friends in the legislature will ask him to add our plan to the next session. And we've reached out to his major donors and to his key advisors, the people surrounding Governor Abbott. Now, he got a lot of phone calls from viewers of this program. And when I appeared on all those other programs, they called and left messages at the governor's office. But we need to move it up. Maybe it's in the top 100 priorities. It's got to be in his top five, six, seven, eight priorities in order to make a special session. You can help. Go to transactionalgold.com and use the Take Action button. We're preparing the ground for a swift passage once a special session is called. By taking action, you'll be encouraging the governor to call the session, but you'll also be encouraging the legislature to pass our bill as soon as it goes through. That's part one of Plan B. The second part of Plan B is to encourage other states to move to transactional gold and silver. Now, we already have interest from Oklahoma. It was indicated in a letter from the treasurer of Oklahoma, Todd Russ. And we're going to go back with Todd, sit down, and ask him to take it to the governor of Oklahoma and see if they can get it passed in their legislature. And we've also begun discussions with officials in Utah, South Carolina, Arizona, Alaska, Michigan, and Florida, to name a few. 
In fact, I was uh, just recently interviewing Ken Ivory for this program. He is in Utah, and we're working together on the American Lands Council and, and privatizing, not privatizing, but returning the f federal lands that they own, like half of all of the Western states, giving it back to the states. Well, he loved the idea, so Ken's going to help us in Utah. And we're even proposing model legislation to the National Association of Christian Legislators. I'm speaking at their conference, and I'm going to lay it out. Hey, guess what? You can solve these seven big monetary problems with one piece of legislation. And I'll tell you something. Other states can use our already existing Texas Bullion Depository. You know the one that I talked about in Game Plan, and then a couple of years later we got enacted? Well, they can be used by other states to fast-track their offering. So do you have contacts with the leadership of your state or any state? Please help me. Connect us with the right people. We've got to move quickly on part two of Plan B. The third part of Plan B is to spread the word. We've received publicity in Epoch Times, Zero Hedge, The Lance Wallnow Show, Flashpoint, and many other places. We need to spread the word far and wide to build a groundswell of support. Again, you can make your voice heard at transactionalgold.com. Go there. Even if you've been there before, go back and take action again because it's a new take action step. We've reached out to Glenn Beck and other friends to also help get the word out. Now, I brought this up to Glenn months ago and we had to get past the idea that he didn't like the term digital currency. So we're adjusting the language of our bill. We're not going to talk about digital currency. We're going to talk about electronic transactions and adding an ATM card onto your gold deposits. Glenn also urged that we make the privacy provisions up front and center in the bill as well. And that's good advice. Now, if you have contacts with major media, please let us know. We need to get this word out. This is the answer to those seven money problems we've outlined. It's the best way to beat inflation. It's the way to opt out of central bank digital currency. And it's the founder's secret plan to preserve America. The time is short, but the prize is great. We're all about preserving liberty, security, and values. And transactional gold is one of our most important projects from the economic war room. We spent a lot of time at Liberty Hawk Ranch meeting with top officials around the country developing the plan. And we're fully invested in making it work. Won't you join us in this noble quest? Now, I want to paraphrase Davy Crockett. Davy Crockett was colonel, uh, and he died at the Alamo. He's very famous when he was a congressman. He left Tennessee, and he left Tennessee. He said, basically, y'all may go to hell. My, I shall go to Texas. Well, we're going to paraphrase him. CBDC may go to hell. Inflation may go to hell. Government snooping may go to hell. But my gold shall go to Texas. We're going to summarize all of this in our free economic battle plan at economicwarroom.com. And by the way, if you don't have a financial advisor helping you with this, you need to get one. We're training them at Liberty University. You can go to nsic.org, N, national, I, investment, S, security, C, consultant, nsic.org, and tell us who your advisor is, and we'll get them trained. And if they don't want to be trained, find a new advisor. We're working for your liberty, your security, and your values. And we're actually taking action plans that will change the world. Transactional gold is just one of those. So remember, what we see as a marketplace 
our enemies view as a battle space. This is Kevin Freeman from the Economic War Room.